You're exactly where you need to be. And you're listening to ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski. Today's guest on ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski is Lance Kinsey. Lance is a Second City alum who's been in the Police Academy movies. He was in Police Academy 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. Yep. He was in Loaded Weapon, and he was a consultant on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Lance is making the Film Fest circuit promoting All Stars, the film he wrote, produced, and directed. We talked about All Stars. We also talked about what it means to be on the set for the first time, the creative process, our love for the Second City family, and working with, and in Lance's case, stalking celebrities. Lance was one of the first folks I ever saw on the Second City stage, and, well, he remains one of my favorites. Here we go. You can keep talking about that. Uh, but IMDB has been wrong. They were wrong with Alan Meyerson, too. They said that he was born in Scotland. He's oh, like, really? I wasn't born in fucking Scotland. <laughs> really? I wasn't born in Scotland. Yeah, and I don't even know how to change some of that stuff, so I just let it go. But no, a lot of that stuff. Sorry, they said I was... Uh, I just had... I did another podcast last week, and he goes, uh, you know, you were in one of my favorite movies. And I said, oh, which one? And he goes, you were in Dreamcatcher. And I said, no, I wasn't. I know that's on IMDb, but I was not in Dreamcatcher. I'm sorry about that. He goes, that's so funny. I was talking to like two or three other actors who I, I love their stuff, and I said, you were in Dreamcatcher. They weren't in Dreamcatcher either. So I don't know what Dreamcatcher did. Well, Dreamcatcher sounds like um, if any movie is going to grab a bunch of actors and put them in it, I don't know what Dreamcatcher is about. I don't. I never saw it. You would think that that would be. I, it. I guess. No, I. Uh, I am a Dreamcatcher. I was not in Dreamcatcher. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, I know. I've. I've grown. I've learned to uh, not trust that information. Not trust IMDb. Right. Not trust Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Same not thing. trust it at all. I had a friend who did the show, and uh, I got his bio from Wikipedia or IMDb. And it wasn't right at all. Really? And he's like, you got to change this right away. So I always ask people, like, where to get a bio. And do you have a bio? How do you get, how do I get a bio from you? From me? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I have one on my computer. Oh, wait, do you have a website? You have a website. I do not have, you do a, not website. have a website. No. You don't have a website. No, I have a Facebook page that I just started because of my movie. I needed to be able to go on the movie's uh, Facebook page and be a, whatever it's called, to change things. An administrator. An administrator. And, I, and my son informed me that, Dad, you can't uh, be an administrator unless you have a Facebook page. And I went, oh, crap. <laughs> so he hooked me up with a Facebook page. So I have one now, but I never look, I hate it. It and is, well, it's, um, it's a necessary evil. And once you get sucked into it, it's all over, man. It's just all <laughs> over. It's all over. I spend the majority of my day in that chair over there looking at Facebook. Really? Uh, but I also, I, I get, I'm very political. And so uh, a lot of what I do is me going, can you believe that? Right. What's the what? What's wrong right. with people? <laughs> and that's spent a lot of time. But you can't, I, I don't think that you can do much business now without, Having a presence. I think that's true. And uh, you, you tell me, I probably need a, a uh, website too, but I don't have one. Well, your movie you, needs a website. Do you have one? Uh, I have a website that's very old, uh -huh. um, but people use it for, I have photographs of, uh, of, I have photographs when I do promos. I send people to the photographs uh, right. of the promo, they can download it. Right. I've got videos, I've gotten work right. from that. 
where well, people yeah. have seen. And you're right. The movie does need it. The and, movie clearly and needs it. We're going to get it. I mean, we're going yeah. to have that. Yeah. We're, we're working on that now. Uh, so I also want to say this, because when I think about you, it's, uh, it's really interesting, because when I think about Second City, it's really weird. Yours is the first face that I remember. Yours is the first face that I go, Lance Kinsey. And really? it might have, must have been because you were in the first show that I saw there, I think. I think. It was Repo. Oh. The scene Repo, where they yeah. were repossessing his education. Bob Riley and, and Jim Belushi. Right. Came in and repossessed my education. Because you didn't pay your student loans? Or was, yeah, I was. I mean, how that, thinking about that scene right now, how how that's a great scene for them to do again it is i think it, i think they probably did it in the touring company and took it out to college i would think I, it would be perfect to take out to colleges right although the college audiences won't much understand it until decades later <laughs> they'll look back and go well, oh i did not pay my student loan right I? now people are the student loan situation is 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 fucked yeah it's terrible Terrible. It's just, and you're, how old are your kids? You have kids. Yes, but, but and, and we're, we're paying off student loans right now for both of them. My daughter's 25, my son's 28. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a terrible burden, you know, to put on them and their parents. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's tough. Although, you know, what's the alternative? Do they not have an opportunity to go to college then? Or can we, can we increase scholarship potential for everybody across the board right. that would be you know that would be wonderful we got to start taking care of each other i just feel like we're not taking care of each other i don't know well what happened. The, that falls right into the health care too then that's I exactly mean, what i'm talking about oh where we're saying where there are governors who are saying you know what we're not going to do this we're not going to have this health care because of political reasons and i'm thinking how do you vote for a man who doesn't want you to have health care how do you do that? Uh, you're, you're exactly right. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, we're, we're I'm struggling with that right now um, with my kids. You know, your kids are under your health plan until they're 26, and then they're How on awesome their is own. that? Well, that's great. That's great. Right. But then now they're off on their own, or my son is, and, you know, thank goodness for Obamacare for him. Thank goodness for Obamacare for so many I, people. I know. I agree. I and agree. I, Lance, I don't understand it. I don't understand how people aren't, how they're, how they're, they're, how they're not for it. I just no. don't, I don't get it. I don't either. And uh, at the end of the day, there's that. There's health care. There's student loans. There's air pollution. You know, I get on my high horse and I go, <laughs> what the hell is going on? I know. I know. I don't know. I mean, you were, you're far more... Uh, insightful and political than I. I, you know, I agree with everything you're saying, but um, I'm not on Facebook posting it. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I am. I, I am because I don't have much else to do. At certain, I, I go through stretches of I don't have anything to do, and then I'm booked for a really right. long time. But so now it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. before I go away, I'm gonna get my little my soapbox. Um, but it's really true, and, yeah. and I think that one of the things uh, so were your was your were your family was your family is your family does your family have union people in it? No, no, no. I mean, my cousins do, but I mean, like my when I as I grew up, I didn't know much about it. Mm -hmm. um, no, my father was in advertising. Mm -hmm. My mother was a housewife, mm -hmm. and so no, we you know I didn't I didn't really come across that. But uh, then my my cousin. 
It w and his, my uncle was a welder. Mm -hmm. and my in Ohio? Cousin, no, in South Carolina. South Carolina. And, and my, uh, mm -hmm. my, uh, my cousin's a welder. And, you know, so, yes, I, I understand that that kind of side side of it, too. And now, I mean, I'm in like four or five unions. Right. And as all of us are. And uh, I've been out on the picket line. And I was a strike captain. And for which? For uh, SAG. For SAG, the last one or the one before that? For no, the I'm one sorry. Be no, I'm sorry. For uh, Riders Guild. For Riders Guild. For Riders Guild. The, the last strike uh, for Riders Guild. That was a tough one, man. Oh, it was horrible. And, and, and I, I was out there every single day. And it was, you know, months and months. Mm -hmm. And uh, trying to rally my team. And, uh, you know, we did a great job. I mean, everybody, the, the, the strike really afforded us an opportunity to get to know each other a little bit. Because right. writers are so, so, it's such a solitary endeavor where you're in a dark room alone or, you know, with a partner. Or if you're lucky enough to be on a show, you have a room that you go into and right. you have other people there. But if you're a screenwriter, you're it. And you're actually walking with people who share your experiences and your interests and, and your mindset. And we had a chance to, you know, come together and talk a bit. And I think that that was good for everyone. The strike certainly wasn't. No, no. But I, but I the idea of the idea of um, of getting out of your your cave, your man cave, your cave, mm -hmm. and commiserating with people, or just saying we're not alone in this world, to, to get the fuck out of your house and to walk that picket line, right. but also to get to know people. Right, right. And my feeling is always, I really want, I want to understand. I want, if I'm confused about something, I want you to help me understand it. And so, when it comes to healthcare and people being against it, like, what? How can explain that to me? I, not you. I'm talking to somebody saying, yeah. please explain <laughs> no. that to me. Thank you. How that's okay <laughs> um, when it comes to gun gun control and that that because I'm I'm just such a lefty, a li you know, liberal. It's like explain that, that to me. How why you aren't bitching about thirty thousand murders and yet when there's a scare of Ebola, you you're rising up in it. You know, right. explain that to me. I need to be. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not impenetrable. I can be affected, and affect me. Let right. me know. Right. You need. Yes. You. You want rational explanation. Right. 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 I want rational explanation. So when. So when I get to because I travel so much, and when I get and I sit on a plane, an airplane with somebody, and we start talking, I'm like, okay, I understand now. I understand why you feel that way. You're wrong, but I totally understand why you feel that way. And God bless, you know, go. But right. Well, I, you know, I find with with age and experience, your, you know, your your outlooks do change sometimes. I mean, I I've certainly mellowed in some of my um, opinions. I think, and as you have kids and they get older, you certainly have you can understand different things about different things. Mm -hmm. And I've come to the point where I try to look and see the other person's perspectives I, to understand how they could feel that way. Now, some things you just can't. But um, generally, I think, you know, people are, most people are good, good, good-hearted, and however they come to their 
opinions, it's with hopefully thought. And no, no, I mean that's a vast generalization because <laughs> I know many people who don't have haven't thought at all about it. Right, and they right, just right. are hardline whichever way. But right the hardline, but that hard, that's the hardline. The hardline is the people who go, it's got to be this way. I want to go. Okay, let's bring it down right. like nine notches, right. and let's just talk about before you know. Before your ire gets all up, let's both breathe. Right. Let's both listen to each other. But it's those hard line where I go on, you got to pull it all right. down. Right, and that's on both sides. Clearly. You know, it is clearly on both sides. There's absolutely each side shares that similarity of, of being totally un right and totally unreasonable about any kind of uh, really discussion about mm -hmm. it. So, I mean, everybody, you know, whichever side you're on, you can look to the right or the left and go, ooh, that's a little scary. <laughs> I totally agree. I'm looking at, there was something that was online where, of, of uh, uh, people, jump, uh, there was a, um, a drilling rig going from Indonesia oh. to uh, Seattle heading up to the Arctic, a shell, uh, a shell gas oil. Uh -huh. and. Greenpeace was sidling and following them for thousands and thousands of sea miles, and eventually they just went, fuck it, and they repelled it, and now they're living on this moving rig that's heading up to Seattle. And I'm looking at them going, well, um, I don't, that's not anything that I'm interested in doing, <laughs> but look at what you're doing, and I'm, for me, I wonder, what is it that, that you're getting out of it? Right. And then I thought, well, I know about it, so you're getting that out of right. it. You're getting that. I wouldn't know about it otherwise. Exactly. I would not know about it otherwise. Um, it makes me think. And, but I, I understand also the idea of as you get older, is it that you mellow or is it that you become more accepted, accepting? Or is it this, that you stop giving a shit about other people? not stop giving a shit, or is it that you go, you know what, that's not worth the energy that I used to put into that. Well, there's some of that, but I think really, it, for me anyway, it's just about gaining perspective, and that alters, you know, your viewpoints. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you, you have experiences that you didn't have prior to that, and that informs your, the, pers the perspective you have on life. Mm -hmm. So I, I, you know, I just, it's, that sounds kind of simple, but I think that's what it is for me. You know, it's really uh, things I was so sure about before, and then I'll experience something and you go, oh, oh I see, that's, that was always gray there. That's why my parents said, you know, I mean, it's just when your parents talk when you were young, it was just, it was, it was the Peanuts characters, talk, the adults talk, blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, it starts to come into focus as you grow older and then you hear the same words coming out of your mouth that you swore you'd never say. And it's just, it's life. I mean, I think that's life. I think you, the, the longer you live and the, the more experiences you have, the, the broader your, your perspective line is. Right, right. <clears throat> how did, how, I'm thinking about, Getting all that information, and you, you, you have a, you, you've just been on a junket of your movie. Yeah. The, the title is All Stars. All Stars. So this is uh, this is a movie about parenting. 
right? It is, yeah. And it's it, a movie it about competition. Yeah. It's a movie about accepting what you're going through with your life, having lessons, uh, uh, getting new experiences, letting go of certain things, embracing certain things. Is that true? Well, it, it, it is. It's, uh, it's a, the story is about a 10 and under youth uh, girls soft, fast pitch softball team. Mm -hmm. And, you uh, wrote it and you directed it. I wrote it, directed it, and mm -hmm. produced it. Mm -hmm. And and the, um, you know, it's a mockumentary in, a, in in like a best in show vein. Mm -hmm. And much as like best in show is much more about the dog owners than it is about the dogs, this is much more about the adults, mm -hmm. the coaches, the umpires, the, the, the uh, volunteers, the board members, than it is about the little girls. The little and, girls is the MacGuffin. Well, so yes. I mean, they're all invested in their their daughters. Um, everybody, they're vicariously living through their children, really, and they and they have these huge ambitions for their daughters, whether or not they actually possess one whit of athletic ability. Mm -hmm. They all think they should be on the All Star team, and this is just life. I mean, this I I coached my daughter's softball team from when she was five all the way through. And uh, I've known every one of these characters. They're based on real people I had in my league. Um, Your crew, the cast is it's great pretty cast. fucking phenomenal. It's a great cast. Oh, my God. A great cast, yeah. Now, I knew a lot of them uh, when I was writing. We had it. roses in it. Rose Abdu. Rose right? Abdu, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 Sam Richardson. Sam Richardson. Fred Willard. Right. Miriam Flynn. Right. Mike Haggerty. Josh Funk. Josh Funk. Molly Erdman. Right. Now, those are all the Second City people. Right. So, uh, you know, and having come from Second City, that's the skill set I wanted for the movie. I right. wanted, And I wrote it with a lot of them in mind. Um, I didn't know some of them, but I knew of them. I knew of their work. And, uh, and then those that I didn't know, I still wanted to bring in people who had that skill set. Right. So Angela Kinsey. Right. Who done you know a hundred years on The Office? She you know knows this mockumentary form. She can do it in her sleep. Right. Um, Ileana Douglas is just a fearless actress. Boy, is she! She'll just you know what she's so game for anything. Mm -hmm. and I love her. Um, she's 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 unique, and she's really like she's unique. And uh, what I also love about her is she's got this great look. Oh, she's boy. Got such she's such an fantastic. awesome fucking look that, that I, I love the way that she looks. She's fantastic. And, and also, what a fucking pedigree. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Well, she's done Scorsese movies. Right. And, but it's also her family. Like, she's... Oh, I know. Melvin Douglas, her grandfather. I, I know. You know? Oh, I know. I know. No, Melvin she's royalty. Douglas. I know. Mel, Melvin Douglas, who was in my favorite movie, which is Being There. I do believe right. it's Melvin Douglas, right? Yeah. Uh, at the end of his career. Life. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And I, but I'll tell you, she is so game. We, we, you know, we did a couple of things that were uh, kind of guerrilla. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I was a little nervous. Uh, she's done everything. And I said, listen, we're going to have to go in here and we're going to grab this. We don't really, you know, we're just, we're going to take the camera and we're going to shoot. And Are you game? And she goes, oh, sure, whatever. And we went in, we went in onto uh, the Santa Monica High School campus. <laughs> and we had the camera in a bag. And she and I were walking along trying to pretend like we belong there. And we got to the track, and we, it, we, we, the scene actually didn't make the movie, but it, it was a great scene. And we, we shot very quickly as the sun is going down. 
And she's just, you know, fearless. And I said, listen, if somebody comes up, just follow me and walk really quickly. <laughs> and she'd go, okay, okay. And, and she was great. And, mm-hmm. and she is great. Um, and, and she, you know, again, there's that willingness to uh, experiment that right. she has. Right. But then, then there were also people. Nicole Sullivan was from Mad T- TV. Yeah, yep. uh, So she certainly has that skill set. Jenica Berger is, uh, you know, a terrific how do I know? So how do I? Funny. How would I know her? Well, she's done a lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if she. I don't. How did you find her? She just came in to audition uh-huh. and took you know and and just took over the role. I, it was actually she came in pregnant, and I had not written the role pregnant, and she. And, but and I didn't see any reason why it couldn't be pregnant, except the role that I had written um, was a smoker. This was a plot point. I mean, I'm totally against that, but it was a plot point because we there was this mother who whose daughter was always sucking on a an inhaler, and would I'd see her? Her daughter was sucking on an inhaler. Yes, Uh and she had asthma. Oh, an inhaler like that, yeah. uh But and I would see her come up, drive up to practices with smoke billowing in the car, and the the little girl in the back seat with her inhaler, and I'm going, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And, and anyway, Jenica came in and I said, well, well, I don't see why you couldn't be, the character couldn't be pregnant, except I'm gonna have to rewrite the smoking scenes. And she goes, no, that's okay. And I go, no, 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 no. So she was really ready and I'm not, but I wasn't gonna do that. Um, did it, you smoke? Did you ever smoke? No, no. But How my, did you my not ever did. smoke? Uh-huh. My father did, and then I had an uncle who um, died of uh, lung cancer, mm-hmm. and I watched that happen. And I had a, a grandfather who died of emphysema, and so I was a smoker. My mom has emphysema. My dad smoked, and I remember all the people. You were second, a smoker. Or I was a smoker. I was a smoker. I smoked for almost thirty years. Not now. No, I, I've been quit for ten or eleven years. Okay, good. So, well, but think tough. about it, it's like it's Second City. Everybody smoked, and if you had a character that smoked in a scene, yeah. when you wrote the scene, that character smoked. Right. So if you're in the middle of, a, a, if you want to quit, you, you can't, can't do it in the middle of a show. In the middle of a show, because right. your characters are smoking. I will bet there aren't that many smoking scenes now, are there? No, because you can't smoke there. Good, good. I think that's good. I think it's good too. I mean, I see movies now where a character smokes, and I, I get. Okay, that's they wrote that as that's that's a character trait. Right. But I look at it and I think, now could it be? Could there? Could that character exist without that? It's trait? interesting because you say a character trait. It was a character trait back in the day, and now I see it as a character flaw. Well, that's true. So, but they may be writing it with that. I understand that. But what I'm saying is, right now we look at that. It used that's to be, exactly That's a cool right. character. Now we look at it and go, that's that guy exactly smokes? right. Why that's exactly right. But I would say. And I've seen it where I go, I get it. Okay, that's the, you know, the, the bad guy or the, the outcast, whatever. I see, oh, and I, I, that's a, a quick shorthand to that is, oh, he's firing up a cigarette. But I, I, I would choose probably still not to have him smoke and just we'll do it a different way. Right. You know, I'll make him be that uh, un, unappealing character without the smoke. Yes, yes, yes. For some it seems reason. like an easy thing to do to make, it a, make him a smoker. It's sort of like, it is we'll put, put a tattoo on him. It is, that's right. Yeah, give him a face tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I would choose that over smoking. <laughs> that's what I would, how I would write it. <laughs> do your kids have tattoos? No. 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 Do you? No. 
No. No. No tattoos. No, but that is the rage. No. That is the rage. It is. That is the rage. And I was saying to somebody, uh, I was thinking, uh, I used to go, if you have a neck tattoo, you're done. And then I met a woman who has a neck tattoo, and she's not done. She yeah. just has a neck tattoo. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> well, that's because you didn't know anybody personally. And that's the whole tattoo. thing, right? Where right. suddenly you get to know somebody, oh, know. and then you start to look at them in a different way. Yeah, it's true. It is true. And growing up in Chicago, where I grew up on, on, uh, on the far north side, and I just knew Jewish people. Right. And then I moved to this one particular area, and now I've got Catholics to the left of me, Catholics to the right of me, and we're going, Catholics? <laughs> and then someone went, yeah, I'm Protestant. It's like, what does that even mean? Like, what does that mean? Right. Are you Catholic? It's like, no, not really. What's, well, but you're Christian, right? And having to figure all that shit out. No, it's true. And then you realize, well, the things we have in common are so much greater than the, th the differences. And that's what I'm talking about right. right there. But that's why you write a movie, right? Right, that's right. Is to say, look, this is what we ha all have in common. And people are going to look at that movie and say, yes, it's about, it's, it's filmed to be about this, but it's actually about that. Right. That's right. That's right. And those are the things I enjoy watching. Yeah, well, good. Yeah, I I hope you like this. I mean, I hope you like All Stars. I think you will because first of all, you'll you know half the people in it, right? Um, and they're hilarious. Yep. Fred Willard, maybe the funniest man on the planet. Fred He's Willard. Just, and I wrote I wrote it with him in mind, right. and I don't know what I would have done if he hadn't been available. Because and I used to talk to I'd been pl you know writing this and trying to find the financing for years. I, I, it didn't take years to write it, but once I wrote it, it took years to find the financing. Oh, sure. Isn't that what it's all about, though, the financing? Always. And I, went, I would go to Fred, and I'd say, listen, Fred, you know, I really hope, you know, I think maybe I'm getting kind of close, and I hope you'll be available for this. And he'd go, well, uh, I'm not available this year, but next year I'm totally open. He was just kidding me. Of course, he he was he would have tried to you know, but I, I would go oh man I got to get this thing when he's has a window, <laughs> and he did and he's just great. We just played the uh, Cleveland International Film Festival and he came with Fred and Miriam came uh -huh. with me because we're all Clevelanders right and that right. was a great experience. We had Q and A's after every screening and Fred Fred you know forget about it. He's just the audiences love him. He can't walk down the street and. He's uh, so funny. It's interesting to me uh, to to look at people like people like Fred, uh, mm -hmm. and again coming from a Second City point of view, which just flavors every. When I think of Fred Willard, I just think of Second City. Oh yeah, you know. And, and when you when you talk, you would. I mean, do you know Fred? I I don't I don't know. Oh, no, I don't know Fred. You would love to talk to him because mm -hmm. uh, would he do a podcast? I think he probably would. I'm sure. He I'm sure he would. would. I would. Yeah. Yeah. But um, he, you know, just hearing his story, you would love it because you're such a, a student of of the history of Second City. When he talks about David Steinberg right. and and um, you know all the people who he he came up with. Um, uh, it's just Robert Klein. Yep. You know, these are guys that he they, they all started out the way you started out with your group. I started out with my group. And, you know, we're all, I, I feel so fortunate because we're all cousins. We're all, we all had that experience. We all, it was different in different eras, but it was that same camaraderie of, of all of us looking at each other and being so excited that we're here <laughs> and 
not knowing who anybody is going to be or is at the moment right. or and that, then you look back and you go oh that was look who I was with <laughs> that's exactly it you go look who I was with yeah. look who I you don't was know with. this that's so awesome because that's exactly what it is you don't know then and then right. now you're looking to go look who you look I at all the people who came before you and you go oh my gosh they were you know I mean, we used to have people come in and, and play with us, as I know you yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. just the biggest thrill. You know, you have Tino and Santa coming in and, oh, and yeah. doing improv with you. And I go, oh, my gosh, this couldn't get better. Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle, Boyle came in and did a scene where he was playing, um, uh, 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 he was playing Ehrlichman. John Ehrlichman, oh the Watergate Ehrlichman, right. and he hadn't been uh, he hadn't been audition he hasn't been uh, improvising in a really long right. time. So Scott Allman was playing Nixon, he was playing Ehrlichman. I'm sure it went over the audience's head. You know, 300 <laughs> people going, "What the fuck is this?" And then in the middle of the scene, Peter Boyle went, "I'm done." And walked off stage, and it's like I'm, you're done. And there, there was Allman with his dick in his hand, and Craig uh, Taylor slowly pulling uh, the lights. Down. Oh, that's uh, great! I'm and done. Craig Taylor, talk about Craig Taylor I know, for a minute, right? The, now, the stage manager, the, the stage, the manager, stage manager at Second City for he, how long? Well, he started when I started. Mm -hmm. He was in the van with us on the road on the road touring company doing the touring company mm -hmm. and usually driving the van right and then right. he went from there and it moved into uh, uh, stage managing the resident company and he's been there forever. how long how long was that well uh, we I started uh, the touring company in 78 so he's been there a long time I, I, I did the touring company from 78 to 80 and then 80 to 83 was in the resident company and Craig I think he came in. He might have come in the resident company just as I was leaving. Well, let's or, say let's say eighty three. But anyway, it doesn't. I it mean, doesn't matter. Seventy eight. He was still right. riding around in the van. Yeah, yeah. And Joyce was Joyce Sloan was riding around in the, the van. van right, the too. producer of Second City. Oh my gosh! And but that but was, then but the, it was Joyce. Uh, Joyce, who was the producer, and Bernie, who was a director and producer. Yep. It's like th they talk about cousins. They were our aunts, uncles, mom and aunts, and aunt, mom and dad, mom and dad, or whatever the fuck you want to call them. Yeah, right, absolutely. Right. But the people that would come in, and you go, look, and you're backstage going, oh, who's, who's out there? Look who's out there. It's, oh, uh, I know. It's Looking Kazerinsky's through the hole. Out there. Right, the, the Kazarinsky hole. Yeah. Um, who's out there? It's like, oh, yeah, it's Kazarinsky's out there. Um, and then you also had celebrities that would come out as well that would yeah. do the Yeah, oh, right, who too. weren't necessarily Second City. No, right. Who Chloris, uh, Chloris Leachman came one night, and uh, it, it was so funny. We we go we go out there, uh, Haggerty and Mike Haggerty, Mike Haggerty John Kapolis, mm -hmm. and I, and whoever else was in the company would go out, and Cap would always you know, knock you down to get to the celebrity. <laughs> Excuse me. Hi. Hi. How are you? He was very, very, very good at that. Mm -hmm. And uh, he still is very good at that. And he's very, very good at that. <laughs> I love John. John and John and Hags and I were like the three musketeers yep. out there on the road. Well, and he said he, he talked because uh, he did the podcast and he said, you know, it was he and he and Hags auditioned together, I think. Yeah, they did. They did they audition did. together. They did. And uh, I, 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 I think they both got hired at the same time. I right. know. And uh, yeah, they did. That was I think I was already in the resident company and then I mean in the uh, touring company mm -hmm. and then they came in and that was just I don't know about you but uh, you know when I think of Second City of course you remember all the shows you wrote in the 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 resident stage that you did the work you did but uh, those touring company days there's nothing like those and again that it was part of the the excitement of being there and um 
Being on the road and being in the Played van. colleges, and, right. being in the van. Right. Oh, it was also some gosh. miserable times, too. Terrible. Some really shitty places. But you look back and them. you go, that's part of it. Exactly. That was then, part of it. Thing, I wouldn't like, trade it. How did I live on $65 a day? I know. A day? A show. A show, yeah, a show. yeah. But, but show. you wouldn't have a show every day. No, I know. Right, if right, I had right, a right, show right. every day, we would have been okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's $65 I mean, Sometimes a day. Sometimes it was $65 every two weeks. Oh. You know, you just never knew. Uh, well, I think it was 50. Well, Plus, it had I'm to not be. Sure. Yeah. But I got to say, uh, all that time at Second City, uh, I am now, you know, I'm, I got my equity card there. Yeah, me too. Um, no, uh, yeah, I guess I did. I think I got my equity I, card. There. I'm vested got, in. I'm vested in equity. Like, how do I get a pension? I'll get a pension from equity. I know. I got my SAG card because of Second City because they came and saw me at Second City and got, started casting me and things. What and, did you get? What like? What well, did I you, think I got it probably doing commercials. Right. I mean, I do. You you do a lot of commercials in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and how I got it. But then I I did. A, what was the first movie that you did? The first movie I did was a Cheech and Chong movie, <laughs> called. Um, uh, Things are tough all over, and they they came to the show and cast me out of the show. And but another uh, t the first TV thing I did was uh, a Robert Conrad thing called um, The Duke, and uh, he cast me out of the show too. And it was a great experience. He 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 was such a great guy. Robert, you Conrad, Robert Conrad. He no. knocked the battery. Oh off yeah my yeah shoulder. no I did a movie with him. I did a movie with him too. Just, I did a movie called um, Mario and the Mob. Really? Yeah. Did, I I, did you like him? Oh, I like. He was he a fucking was character. Greatest he told guy. stories about the the taping of the TV show, The Wild Wild West. Yes. And he was telling us how he was fucking tripping, literally tripping, while doing that show. Oh my gosh! Really? Yes. Wow. Wow. I'll look at it differently from now on. You no, know, he was. He, and 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 he cast us, and he put. He I think he had. He, he had a suite at the Ambassador East yeah, sure. in Chicago. Yeah. And he, we would come and we'd have table reads and he, he would cater the fucking yeah. thing. He was so and, generous. Oh, my God. And so loyal. He would hire the same crew and the same guys, right. actors, over and over and over. I just, I love that about him. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I used to hear that he would, like, run on the, the beach down at uh, Lake Michigan for a few miles in the morning and then come home and have a six-pack. <laughs> Is what I heard. I don't know. I never saw it. It was it could be apocryphal, but but I just I loved him. I thought he was great. And that was very exciting because that was one of my first, you know, rubbing shoulders with him. You know, that's the wild, wild west. And guy. what's also interesting too is how the training that we got, the training that we got, just being on set. Yeah. Taught us how to be on set. Right. Like nobody ever said to you. Look, there's this thing called the mark. You got to find your mark. Right. Let's no, no. Go. Where's your mark? There are no lessons. No, there are no lessons. No, there are no there, there are no lessons. No, that it is. It's amazing. No one ever tells you the first time you're on the set. No one will tell you anything. Nope. They don't tell you that. Nope. You, you're usually coming from a like a theatrical background where you've had weeks of rehearsal in something, or it's like a city where you've been working on a show and you, you know each rehearsal. other very well. You're, you have rehearsals. There's no rehearsal. What is rehearsal? Rehearsal is, is the camera ready? Right. Okay. All right. Th th speed. That's it. Yeah. And they say speed and you're like, what's that? What does that mean? <laughs> and a lot of times you, 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 
you never met the actor you're you're doing the scene with. Right. They sit down and they go, okay, and they never don't even introduce you. And you're now doing a scene with somebody. You know, How the, what, what am I doing? I remember, I, and and then and then you get to work on sets. And I think I might have mentioned this on the, the podcast before. You you work. I worked on uh, Spin City. Oh yeah. And I walked in. Richard Kind. Richard Kind. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Richard Kind. Richard, Richard Kind's kind. in the movie too. Oh, I didn't mention right, that's Richard. Right, Richard Kind. Oh my gosh, I didn't mention I Richard. 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 Oh, he was a huge <laughs> get. I love him so much. Richard. Oh my God. Richard was my understudy and replaced me when I left Second City. He came in. He for came me. from the practical, didn't he? The practical Maybe. theater. No, no. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. But anyway, no. anyway, Spin City. Spin City. So I walk on set of Spin City, and uh, and and Heather Locklear was on it, oh. and she's waving at somebody behind me, <laughs> and she's waving at somebody behind me. I'm like, I'm walking, 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 and she's waving at somebody behind me, and I sit down at the table across from her. And she goes, What? You don't know how to wave to somebody? I'm like, oh, she was waving at me. She was. She's waving at me. She's so sweet. She's waving at me. I like, oh, love oh, her. Oh my God, she was waving at oh, me. It's so nice. I and have a huge his, crush on oh her. Oh my God, Never she was her. so sweet. Love so her. fucking sweet. And what was the other guy's name who was in uh, the Two and a Half Men? Oh yeah, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. So Charlie Sheen was on that show, uh-huh. and I was smoking at the time. And Charlie Sheen comes up to me, and goes, "You're a smoker. I can tell you're a smoker." She goes, "He goes, I know. I'll show you where to smoke. You can smoke over here." So he and I would smoke cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Very you know, cool. Rubbing shoulders, and then you could yeah. just go. You know what? These are just people. They're right. fucking just well, people. Well, that's the thing, and that's what you 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 learn. You know, hopefully quickly that all these people you've idolized and put up on pedestals for so long. You know, they're they're just us. I mean, it's just. Uh, but that people goes back like to you know the, me meeting Republicans and going, they're just, they're right. just us. That's they're right. just us, but That's they're right. wrong. But anyway, they're just us. Right, Israelis <laughs> meeting Palestinians. Exactly, and going, they're exactly. just us. And then suddenly you go, you know, you you learn something about someone. You have this great conversation with somebody, and then they say something, and you go, oh, oh, no, 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 that's not what I thought you were. Oh, because right. I I'm not supposed to like that. Kind right, of person. exactly, exactly. I know it's it's true, it's true. I mean, those lessons are probably the same in every, you know, in every walk of life, in every culture, in every, uh, you know, whatever. Right. I, I think you probably. But to be open for that. Well, that's that's what we're all striving for, I guess. My my girlfriend Laura, her parents, her father is um, is a former federal judge. Oh man. And he watches Fox News. And I met them. For, I met Larry and Jane for the first time, and we we were both told by our spouses, not not she's not my spouse, yeah, but like my dad's not going to talk about. We're not going to talk about politics. We're just not going to talk about politics. And the conversation was awesome because he's a Shriner, and I don't know anything about being a Shriner. So we had a long Shriner conversation. Right. And to go, okay, I'm gonna fucking learn something about right. somebody at this moment. And you did avoid politics. We though. did avoid politics, you know? We did, we did avoid Good. politics. Okay. We, we talked about <laughs> We talked about sports, he was a Marine. Oh, uh, we wow. talked about that. I mean, really interesting, right. an interesting person, right. you know? And to go, uh, uh, and to be. Did he learn about you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very curious, very curious. You know, she's a she's a a, a teacher and a very learned person. Uh, so we have something to That's offer great. each other. That's great. And to be able to sit down and have the conversations. And about. I'm sure he appreciates that too. Now, I mean, he appreciates thing, things about you he never would have suspected. Right. And and he should never ever look at my Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> what Facebook page? You don't have a Facebook page. No, I don't. I don't have a Facebook page. But the idea again, like like meeting Charlie Sheen and meeting 
all these other yeah. people where you're now looking at them in a very fucking different yes. way. And what, I remember leaving Second City, coming out to LA, uh, where Jeff and Jane ran the upfront, right. uh, the upfront comedy uh, mm -hmm. improv in, uh, in Santa Monica. Uh -huh. And so I went from working with 300, having an audience of 300 to having, oh, there's nine people in the audience. This is gonna be great. Uh, seriously, this is gonna be great. And George went coming up to me and saying, hi Dave, I'm like, George Wendt knows my name. He knows my name. Know. And then we go back to, of course he knows my name because we're cousins. Going right, back that's to what exactly saying. right. That's exactly right. Uh, you know, and that's what I always loved. Uh, I mean, I, I, I just loved having that connection with all these guys that I so tremendously looked up to and respected that if I ever had an opportunity to run into them, we have that in common and I know a conversation I can get into with them. Right. You know, just I'll mention Joyce. Right. I'll just mention Joyce. Or Fred. Sloan and or Fred. Fred Tess. Or Bernie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or right. Dell. Right. And you know, we'll all have stories we can tell. Yep. Yep. And then those stories will they will fracture into other stories. They will shatter into other stories That's and then we right. get to look at the shiny objects that, that come from that shattering. That's true. That's exactly right. And and what it also does for me is it makes me uh uh I want to say I don't want to say less fearless, m less fearful. What? More fearless. Fear, more fearless. More fearless. Thank you very much. More fearless. Fearlesser. More fearless <laughs> to approach somebody and yeah. to say, "Will you be on my podcast?" To approach right. somebody and to say, right. "Let's have a chat. Let's talk." Well, that's exactly right because what you realized <laughs> with, you know, Charlie Sheen or or or, or Robert uh, Conrad is that yeah, yeah, he's just a guy. Who who can be not only can be approached but wants to be approached like that. Right. I mean, not. There, he wants to be approached like that. Like that. Right. Like 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 a person. Yes. Rather than you know what what some people will do, I guess. I, I don't. Uh, well, know. I was talking that to Tim. Was Tim Meadows was I'm saying babbling. what a well. Tim Tim Meadows was was saying what a tough. Like it's hard for him to go to some place and just be because people are approaching him all the time. It is, and tough. really, people are approaching him, approaching him all the time. And that's the kind of, that's the kind of celebrity I don't want to have. Right. Um, right. But I, I imagine, and you're probably like me. I'll see somebody that I would love to approach and not approach them sometimes because of Tim's that attitude that that exists with people who are at that level absolutely you know you don't want to bother them oh, and yet you are the person they would like to have come up and, talk and have to that them. but I you know right. again I hands right. off I'm not gonna be that guy right I remember I remember um, I was in the movie Mo Money and there was a um, a rap party in Chicago and I was talking to uh, Marlon Wayne's uh, at the rap party, and a guy comes up to him. I think I've told this story before. A guy comes up to him uh, with shabby coat and horn rim glasses and disheveled knees, and uh, uh, and they have a conversation. And then I'm like, "Who is that guy? How come he's coming up to Marlon Wayans? And Marlon's such a nice guy; he'll talk to anybody." And he walks away, and Marlon goes, "De Niro's such a good guy." It no. Was, yeah. No. Yeah. It was De Niro? It was Robert De Niro. 
But you know what you do? You go, it was fucking Robert De Niro going, oh. you go, hey man, you know what? We're having a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Step away, please. Don't bother, please don't bother Mr. Wayans. <laughs> We're, having oh a my God. We're having a conversation here. We're having wow. a conversation here. Wow. I'm um, walking here. <laughs> I'm walking here. Gosh, I'm walking here. But you go, oh my God. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh my God. Um, it's pretty. It was, uh, I did a, a really small role in um, he, the hero. I think it was hero. Oh, is that hero one in, in Chicago? No. No, it was shot out here. It was Dustin Hoffman, and I was such a, a huge, you know, fan of Dustin Hoffman. Uh-huh. He's the only one I ever wrote a uh, an actual letter to. I remember uh, I, we were going. It was after Lenny, and I saw Lenny, and I just went. Oh, I got to be an actor. I love, I just, he's, oh my gosh, right. he's it. Right. And I wrote him this like fan letter. And then we went up, when I was in college, we went to New York for a, uh, like a theater trip. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, on a spring break, a, a bunch of the, the theater department went up with our professor. You have a degree in theater, is that right? No, I went to Vanderbilt. But you, uh, but oh. you, you have a degree in theater. Oh yeah, degree, degree in well, I, I'm sorry. Right. Uh, uh, I have, uh, yeah, a degree in uh, drama and English. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So, and, go ahead. So, anyway, we went to New York and we were seeing Broadway plays and stuff, but I I wanted to, I, 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 nev- I never have done this, never would do it, but I, I thought, I'm going to go find, <laughs> sounds like stalking, doesn't it? I'm going to find, <laughs> the near, I mean, uh, Dustin Hoffman. Mm-hmm. And I looked him up in the uh, book, in the, in the telephone book, and there was Dustin Hoffman. And it, it, it gave an address. It was his office address. And I go, oh, my gosh. And I'm, like, shaking. And I go to the office. And I walk in, and it's this big, you know, Manhattan office building. And there's he's on some floor. And I get off the elevator, and I walk into the lobby. And I walk up to the reception desk. And I don't, I, just thinking, just pretend you belong here. And, and I walk in, and I, I say, hi, is Mr. Hoffman in? And she goes, uh, he's, you know, down the hall on the left. And now I am totally shaking, and I'm walking down the hall. Like I, They must have thought I was a delivery guy or something. I don't know. I, I, security was not as tight back then. <laughs> and I'm walking down the hall, and I turn left into the office, and it's empty. And I walk back out, and walk, never saw him, but I got that pretty close. And so then I, I'm on the set of uh, of uh, Hero. I think that's the name of it, Hero. And um, he, he it, it, I, I don't have a scene with him. Uh, I have a scene with Gina Davis. And, and, and I don't know if it was cut or not. I'm like an ambulance attendant, and somebody's loaded into an ambulance, and Gina comes in, and she was so sweet. But I see Dustin Hoffman on the set a mile away, but at that point I'm not going to go up and like tackle him or anything. <laughs> but that was just such a thrill. I mean, I, you know, oh, even now you still get those thrills. Oh, oh, the whole shaking thing. Oh yeah, that whole thing where it's like, oh my god, I'm oh, going to talk to this person. Every synapse is firing. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. And and here's the thing. And I don't know what I would have said to him if he had been there. I have no idea what I would have said to him. Um, this is I was at a restaurant. Uh, I was at uh, M Cafe, which is a vegan joint. I'm not a vegan, but I was at. Uh, Hey, I'm not a vegan. Uh, I was at a vegan joint, and I'm sitting there with my friend Tammy Smalls, and we're having lunch. And uh, in walks Tom York, who's the lead singer of a band called Radiohead, oh, which is just one of my yeah. favorite yeah. bands. And I'm going, wait a minute, that's Tom York. 
he's the lead singer for Radiohead. I, it's like seeing John oh, Lennon. It's I that know. sort of thing where you go, I can't breathe, I can't I breathe, know, I can't I breathe. Know. And Tammy goes, go talk to him. I'm like, I'm not gonna talk to him. Oh. What do I have to say to him? And I, and I said, okay, if he just walks down and just gives me eye contact. That'll be a sign. That's gonna be a sign. And sure enough, walked down, gave me eye contact, but it was just like, is there an open seat? That sort of eye contact. And I get up, kindly, gently, gently, and I went, I just wanna thank you for the work that you've done and how inspiring you are, and that's it, and, and, and thank you. And he goes, you're welcome. And we both had an understanding that there would be no more conversation that's and that so would be cool. the end of it. That's so that was cool. the end of it. It was? But that's it. But what do you really want to say? I'm sure he appreciated that. But that's... if you see Bob Dylan, are you going to say something to Bob Dylan? Um, no. No. No, I am not. Well, I'm a big Bob Dylan fan. Well, yes, but... But, but, I, but it's like, what do you... No. What do you, no, because it, it wouldn't... He, he knows what I think about him. Yeah. Bob Dylan knows what I think about him. Yeah. No, I had that experience with Bill Murray. I mean, where, you know, I say he, I was in, I guess, maybe the resident company, maybe the touring company, I can't remember. And he was in Chicago for something. I didn't even know it. But uh, we were walking through, I was walking through, like, uh, what's the uh, the hotel you, oh, like the, the Ambassador East, mm-hmm. probably. And he was sitting there in a, in the lobby. And I, I freaked, I mean, because I just idolize him. It, you know, and I still do. And I mean, I, but I'm a, I'm with Second City too. Right. I, you're my so cousin. I, and I go up and I, I just must have looked like insane. I must have. And I just looked at him and I said, hi. I, you know, and I'm, I'm like dropping Dell's name and, and Bernie's name. And he just looked at me and just like kind of shook his head. And then like went back to his paper and I just stumbled off. And he wasn't, it wasn't mean. Or anything. I'm just sure he must have just thought, "Is there a net around here for this guy? Please, somebody help well, me." How get many him away people come me. up to That's him? That's what I know now. Right. I know right. now. But I look back saying, no, and I'm I go, not saying, oh, you I'm idiot. not saying that." But you how, idiot. how many times are you with somebody like uh, like George? And uh, and it used to, uh, where you were with somebody like George and you just hanging George out with George Wentz. Wentz. Yeah. And uh, and and how many assholes come oh, and go? Norm. Norm, I know, I know. He's such a sweet guy too. He's just such the a sweet best, guy. The salt of the earth. He was he was on the podcast and we were talking and because I, I always say well, we're going to start and we start the podcast and he I don't think he heard me and he was saying something and <laughs> I went oh okay good because because I'm glad I got that on tape or something because you taped that. We, I can't have that on there, and I was thinking, I don't really think I, I don't really think that we badmouth anybody. But he's such a nice person yeah. that he really wanted to make sure yeah. that nothing was said. And it was like, I get it, I totally get it. Well, I mean, you talk about a guy who can go nowhere. I mean, it's George. He's just so, you know, recognizable and right. Uh, he, I think he's handled it with such freaking grace and you know generosity i can't imagine I mean, that's that's the kind of fame you don't want oh yeah yeah you were talking about right before. right i mean right. where you know well he in it's, although it's, he doesn't have to buy a beer i don't think no does not have to buy a beer does not i don't think no he does not have to buy a beer so there's that upside <laughs> does not have to buy a beer uh but it's somebody like george or someone like colbert um who have for the most part 
George less so, but Colbert certainly very focused, who gave up his hisness for the business, if you will. You know, the, the concept of self. Like Colbert sold his name out right. to be Stephen Colbert. Right. Whereas Carell, you go, okay, Carell has played a bunch of different movies. Right. But St Carell wanted to be a movie star. Colbert wanted to be Colbert. Right. Right. That's uh, right. That's right. Now it's going to be interesting to see this transition, isn't it? Where he goes from his his character to himself, right. which is both Stephen Colbert and Stephen Colbert. I and, mean, and and still the Stephen Colbert that is going to be the late night host is not going to be the Stephen Colbert that is you, you know. that I, that I know. And now here's the thing: I don't know that the Stephen Colbert that I know is even exists anymore. You <laughs> oh. know what I mean? Oh. Because I I did a podcast with him and we hit it off, and he's you know great great, but. He's in. He's a different. Of we're all different people. Yeah, yeah. But yes, that will definitely take you somewhere. I'm sure. Yes. Can you imagine? No. Neither can I. No. No. I mean, no. I can't. Um, you know, and it's something that anybody who gets into the business, I'm sure, go has thought about and goes, "Boy, I, you know, I hope I can attain that kind of success." But boy, with that success comes, you know. A double-edged sword. That's well, Carell sure. says that he can still go to restaurants, you know, well, and not be. Well, it's like Danny and and Danny Aykroyd Danny and, and oh, Dan Aykroyd. Danny Aykroyd and John Belushi. It was it, it was interesting because when I was in the resident company, they were as hot as could be, and they were doing Blues Brothers, and they'd come back into Chicago and shoot movies, and John came back and did Continental Divide, and it, it was interesting to see them operate because. They could walk into a room in a crowd, and Danny could drop back. Disappear? Uh, I think it, I don't know if it did, they disappear, if he disappeared or if people were just respectful and held back. John could not. John would walk into a bar, and it was like a magnet. Right. They were all over him. Right. And it, 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 they, they, were, they were at the same place. At the same moment, you know, of that of that fame, right? And it was very interesting to see that. And I don't know what that was really. That really is interesting. I, I don't know if it was a choice. You know, if Danny had made that choice, that you know, I, I it's don't. Also, want. But it's, a, it's a person, right? I, I mean, think, I guess so. That's a, because, but it's also okay. Okay, so you go back to how do we know? How do we know uh, John Belushi from? His manic things in SNL, and the right. same thing with Farley. Um, his manic things at SNL, and then him doing Animal House, and then being boisterous and out there, and all those different, you know, all those different. Because he's he's the he's the lovable lunk, right. uh, you know, as as opposed to Ackroyd, who's like standoffish and um, right. But That's just right. That's right. That's the the character, the persona. Right. But the, the persona, the character that is that actor. Right. That's persona. Right. Yes, that's right. That's right. So when you see De Niro, you go, okay, you know. But I think that the the De Niro that we knew at a certain, say, 1989, whatever, that De Niro, nobody, the kids coming up now don't know that De Niro. Yeah, no, you're right. They know him maybe as a comedian. Yeah, they know they know the the Fockers. Exactly. You're right. Right. Oh, no, you're exactly but we go, right. Uh, what was the well, one taxi driver? Uh, but even before that, uh, well, uh, Godfather. Godfather. Before that, what was that movie that he did with Scorsese? Hard Times. Or, oh, uh, uh, Mean Streets. No, mean, was mean, it mean Streets. I don't know. 
Something yeah, yeah, like that. yeah. But oh, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. Well, Where, all the Scorsese, like all the Scorsese stuff. movies back then. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a totally different thing from you know the twenty-somethings seeing Meet the Fockers or analyze this or analyze this exactly. No, oh my goodness. Yeah, totally different. And, but, and you know, it's, it, and they they they've embraced him in a different way. They've embraced him in a different way. Yeah. And but it also says a lot about him saying, it you does. know what, I'm gonna I'm Look gonna what involve. he can do. Right, yeah. I would involve. I would, exactly love to, I would love to see certain actors just fucking evolve. And I wonder, there's certain actors that are looking to go, what the fuck happened to that person? I know. Where are they? I know. I know. I know. Now, do you still improvise? Yeah. I, t- I mean, I, t- we're, I guess we are. Well, I we do right now. now. Every day I improvise this, this outfit. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> I improvise. Um, well, I teach. I have a, uh, I have a drop-in class on Wednesdays. Ah. And so I teach there. And when I teach, I'm improvising. Right, of course you, know? you are. Um, but, uh, you teach at Second City? No. I, where, where do you teach? I have a drop-in class at a place called Theater Asylum. Oh, and okay. It, and, uh, and it's a class that I'm able to teach when I'm in town because I travel so much. And who, uh, who are your students? Are they uh, aspiring actors? Are they they're in, college? They're, no, they're mostly older people. Uh-huh. But a lot of them have just been studying with me for a number oh, of years. Oh, that's great. My that's style great. Of, of, of improv is much different than, than anybody else's. And so they come to me. But it's, it's an acting base. Right. It's, I call it improv is acting, one word. Right. And it's, so I do that. But I also, um, this weekend I'm going to Dublin and uh, I'm going to Belfast. Oh and I'll be gosh. teaching there. But, uh, but uh, later in the year I'll be going to uh, London. No, I'll be going to, uh, later in the year, I'll be going to, uh, to London, and I'll be teaching and performing there. I'm going to Germany, I'll be teaching and performing there. Wow. Uh, I'm going to Australia, I'll be teaching and performing there, and New Zealand, and we're, teaching uh, there. Performing in what? I will do a two, my whole thing is, I will do a two-person show with someone that I don't know, a 45-minute two-person out. show. And that's what we're going to do. Somebody in the audience? No, it could be someone in the audience, but I'll say... You know, part of my deal, I have a package. So the package would be, I'll teach a weekend, I'll teach a one-off, I'll teach a weekend workshop, I'll teach a weekend workshop with five classes, I'll teach an entire intensive, that's part of the package. And part of the package also is, I will play with anybody that you want me to play with for 45 minutes. So if you don't want that, we can take it off the budget and we can save yourself some money. But chances are, but that's, you know. I bet that's really successful, isn't it? It's really successful. I bet they love it. it. People love it. But it's that thing where you go, um, when I left Second City, because I was the artistic director here for 10 years, uh-huh. and I went, what else, what, what do I want to do? What do I want right. to do? I'm going to travel the world. Okay, let's see how we can do that. I'm going to travel the world, and I want to play with people that I don't know. So wow. I'm going to do that. That's so I had a show last dude. night. I improvised with um, a woman named Carrie Clifford. I do show in, um, in San Francisco with a woman named Rachel Hamilton. Each I, time you go to San Francisco, it's with Rachel? It's with Rachel. Uh-huh. But Rachel will produce the, she'll produce my weekends in San I Francisco. See. I see. And it's called the Premium Workshop. And the Premium Workshop is, you, I work with you for an entire weekend. There's only 10 students. And then there's a show at the end of it. So each time you go in, she pulls in 10 different students. Uh, it's, well, it, what's been happening is I think I'm on my fifth or sixth one. And what's been happening is it's become a little bit of an ensemble where people will nice. know that oh. I'm there. Uh, so they, they're building towards, I mean, they're progressing in their skills. And yes, that's great. in their skills in what it is that I teach. So, right. so now there are, there are people that are, because I don't have a school here per se, there are people that are doing what I do, what I teach on their own. Right and, right, right, and, right, right, and they'll call it the Rizowski or whatever the fuck oh, you want to call cool. it. It's oh, really, really cool. But it's one of those great. things where you go, I had no idea that this was going to happen. I had no idea. Right. 
but it's that fearlessness that we right. have. There's the fact that you wrote, directed, and produced this movie, and then fucking go out and do it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like do all these things. Well, this is that's the thing, Dave. You'll understand this. I, you know, I always I was such a fan of uh, all the Christopher Guest stuff, mm -hmm. and I, I would look at it and uh, just I thought, oh my gosh, this is just great. And he had his ensemble. You know, the, he'd use the same people a lot. Mm -hmm. and, and I thought, well, Fred I don't even, even know some of these people. Right. And and why can't we do that? You know, and, and I knew how to do it because you came from Second City. Right. And I knew all these people. And it was such a thrill to work with, like, some of the, the people who came after me. Do you know Molly Erdman? Yes. I did a two-person oh, show with Molly. You. But I did a two-person show with Molly. Had not worked with Molly at all. And then we, the, the Dallas, in Dallas, somebody hired me to do a show with Molly. So she and I did a two-person show. She is such a fantastic improviser. Yep. So sly, so smart and funny and uh, understated. I, I'm a huge Molly Erdman fan. Josh Funk, yep. same thing. Uh, I mean, I, I had not worked. Well, I, I went back to the 50th anniversary yeah. in Second City, and I did have a, a chance just to play a game with Molly. And I remembered her from that. I think I saw her in her uh, in, in a in a show too, but um, I wrote this with her in mind just on that little bit of right. experience with her, right? And because I knew I wanted to use her, and I thought, man, she's such a good improviser. I think I want to. And then she came in and just I went, oh my goodness! And she's got some lines that are off screen. That are I just howl at every time I how, see the how movie. How can we? How, when is, is, you got distribution? We're working on that right now. We're working. Uh, we're about to sign a, a, with a, a distribution company right now, uh -huh. and we're looking to um, uh, ha have some kind of theatrical release, probably late summer, early fall, and it'll probably be a you know a limited release in five to ten cities, uh -huh. and hopefully we can grow from there. Right, and that's you know I'm, I'd like to come back. When we do that and talk to you, and we need to, you know, get a little buzz out there and, and get That's the grassroots going. But I, I, I feel I like I think it can. I, it's just so funny. I mean, these you, you, it's right down your alley, but it's right down everybody's alley because whether you're an improv fan or not, you're a, if you're a comedy fan and or uh, 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 youth sports, if you've had any kind of. Uh, experience in youth sports or you have kids or you were a kid you're going to know all these characters you right. know them right and and this cast came in and just hit home runs with uh the, the, when i cast it i had this camp conversation with every actor i said i don't want caricatures uh, you know what what happens a lot at groundlings in second city when you do sketch comedy and you're doing three minutes you know, the, and we're all guilty of it. Uh, everybody has done this. We, you, you have a tendency. You grab a, f a funny hat and a, a big accent, and y you, you know, you get a laugh. Right. And I said, we're not going to do that. I want characters, not right. caricatures. Right. And the more seriously you treat this, the funnier it will be. And everybody, we were all right on the same page, and they just, it's, it's great stuff. Really, really funny stuff. Cool. Let's stop there. All-Stars. All-Stars. Well, if you have vision, drive, and chutzpah, which is pluck for non-Jews, you can do anything. Thank you, Lance Kinsey, for that reminder. 
ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski. Thanks, Laura Parker, my co-producer. My dear friend, musician extraordinaire, Al Rose, for our theme song, I Feel Like a Million Dollars, from Al's album, Sad Go Lucky. Ian Foley, our producer emeritus, and you, our listeners. If you liked our show, give us a positive note on iTunes, won't you? It really makes a difference. If you're interested in having me at your theater, your improv school, your corporate event, please drop me a line at dave at addcomedy.com. Thanks, and we'll hear you in our ears. Guaranteed. <laughs>